Let's look at the, the scriptures today. Uh, we're, we're preaching from uh, the, the scriptures in Isaiah, the word of God, from Isaiah chapter 40. We're not going there yet. Uh, I'm just going to refer to chapter 40 and then, of course, in the gospel of Luke, Luke's, uh, Luke chapters 1, chapter 3. But in the Isaiah, actually, God, rather, through Isaiah began uh, this message, and I, I heard it echoing all through this service today. I heard it echoing all through the service today. I, I sometimes, well, it's been a, a while, but I sometimes write an article, and I expect that article to be read on a particular day, but I didn't write the article for today. Uh, our sister, Jadida, chose that article today, and I was so appreciative of it, and I was also appreciative of the way the Holy Spirit moved on her, and, I was, and as she flowed in Spanish, it's a beautiful thing because you are, we are uh, an international church. That's, who, that's how God has, has intended this to be, and he is purposeful. And if you don't lo love people, then you don't love this church. And when we travel around the world, we hear all languages, you know, from Belarusian to Polish to Spanish, um, uh, Ghanaian language, I, 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 it's hard for me to pronounce that word, tree, or like tree, tree, like that, or in various languages, uh, uh, Tagalog, we hear all these languages, and this morning was so beautiful to hear our sister being just overcome by the presence of the Lord, and then flowing from her first language, and uh, it was a blessing to me, and uh, so I, let me just say thank you, uh, Holy Spirit, thank you, Father, for what you did here today. In this story, uh, in John, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 40, the voice of, of one, speaking of John, crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And he talks about every valley um, shall be exalted and every mountain and hill uh, shall be brought low. And he says the crooked places shall be made straight the rough place is smooth, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And he is saying that with certainty. I was thinking about that, and as I was so overcome today, I'm always in a dynamic mode whenever I am sharing the Word of God. Dynamic means that I'm not static. I'm not just in one place. I'm not praising that. I'm just saying that's how God has made me. And I'm always thinking, you may say something, I go, yes, that'll go into my message. Uh, or maybe I hear a song, I go, that too. You know, that's how it is. And, and as we were worshiping and as I was so overcome, I thought about making his path straight part two. I thought that we should not forget or ignore the cry of God to prepare the way for his Messiah. We should never forget the cry of God, as, he, as Isaiah heard him crying out, and we should never forget the cry of God to prepare the way for his Messiah. John the Baptist was the son of a priest, Zacharias, and we know the story, I think many of us know the story, where Zacharias was in the temple uh, prior to Christ coming into the world, in the, into the uh, he was in the temple burning incense before the Lord, and he had a vision of an angel. An angel came, Gabriel came to talk with him and told him that he and Elizabeth, his wife, were going to have a child. 
and he basically was saying, this child is going to be a great child. He is going to be the forerunner of the Lord, of the, of the Lord's Messiah, uh, the Jews' Messiah, our Savior. And Zacharias being quite old, the Bible doesn't say exactly how old he was, but he was old and he was too old to be so doubtful. <laughs> but he, he, he had a long history with God. He should have been more excited. He should have realized that God, after a long time, after causing him and Elizabeth uh, to wait and wait, after causing he and Elizabeth to wait and wait and wait, then finally God was answering. God doesn't answer because we are in an urgent mood, a mode. God answers when it's time to answer. And he's in the temple. Go ahead. You give the Lord a hand. Just give him the Lord a hand. So he's in the temple burning incense. He is of the division of Abijah. And, uh, and so he's there burning incense. And the angel said, uh, hey, Zacharias, these things are going to happen. And Zacharias had the unbelief, the nerve to ask, how do I know it's going to happen? Man, you're here burning incense in the house of God, in the temple of God. You are of the lineage of, of Aaron, brother of Moses, whom God used along with Moses to bring children, his children out of Egypt, man. That's who you come from. You come from godly stock. But he didn't go there, but, but that's the truth. And he said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm from the throne of God. I've been talking to Yahweh. I'm standing at the side of Yahweh. And he said, and, and, and he sent me. I've been sent to bring you this good news, and, you, and you're going to stand in unbelief. I, I look at that, and I'm, I'm mystified by it. But at the same time, knowing our humanity, I know that we are all subject to stuff like that. Every one of us is subject to stuff like that. So I'd, I'm not high and mighty, and I'm just going to shake my fish at Zacharias. But I would say that it's, 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 it was a terrible thing. It wasn't good that he doubted. But the Scripture teaches us very plainly that these things that were written before have been written for our learning. So we have learned how not to do that. When you grew up in a large family, in the days that I grew up, I don't think kids get spanked anymore. <laughs> All right, I guess they say some do. You know, and, 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 my, and when I grew, my, my growing up days, when I saw one of my brothers getting spanked, I thought, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so when, so when that, that's what you're supposed to learn. You know what? You're supposed to, to, to condemn your parents and, and wonder why they're doing that and nobody does that and there's something called CPS and you don't do that stuff. You, you learn, and so, oh, so we should be learning from the Scriptures. When we read these things in the Scripture, we ought to learn. Say, I don't want to go there. Why? Because Zacharias, was, was, his ability to speak was taken away from him until that baby was born. Almost a year, uh, John the, uh, John's dad could not talk. So John, as I said, was a descendant of Aaron, uh, the high priest, uh, the high priest. And uh, John the Baptist then his dad was a priest, Zacharias. They are from a, line, a lineage of priests, and John is a priest. I wanted to bring that to our attention. But in, in Revelation chapter 1, uh, the, the Word of God calls us priests. We are priests. We are priests. He's made us kings and priests to his God. 
or he has made us a kingdom of priests. Both are correct. They're translations. He has made us a kingdom of priests. So that is like a, a preface, a, a, um, a prerequisite to what I want to say. It's, uh, it's an introduction to what I want to say uh, here today. So in this particular, this amazing scripture, let me see if I can, can locate it again. Let me just have a little patience with me here. I have to be very careful because I, I sometimes hit my machine and it just does crazy things. So that is as a preface to my, to my message. I'm looking at now Mark chapter 9. Uh, I mean, yes, verses 11 through 13. I want us to look at Mark chapter 9, verses 11 through 13. and says, and they asked him saying, why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Then he answered and told them, indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say to you that Elijah has already come, has also come. And they did to him whatever they wished as it is written of him. So God, Jesus is saying that, yes, Elijah is going to come. So John the Baptist came in the, in the spirit and the power of the prophet Elijah. Elijah had been this amazing, mighty, great prophet, great prophet of God, and the one who was caught up into the heavens uh, but with a fiery chariot of angelic beings, caught up in. He did not die a death that we would die, a natural death, but he was taken to a paradise. And then uh, he says, the scripture says that Elijah is going to come. So there was a promise to God's people, no matter how difficult things are, wait, help is coming. Help is coming. I'm going to send you uh, Elijah. And so, it, but, but oftentimes, these kinds of things are shrouded in mystery. They're shrouded in mystery so that you know, but you don't know everything. You know, there are always some components, some parts that you don't see clearly. And God leaves it like that purposely because he knows the human condition. Amen. You know, when you and I get smart, we get too smart. We, you know, we, don't, we are not what we ought to be. We, can, we tend to be arrogant. We tend to think, I know more than the person who's talking about this subject. I don't know why they're there, you know. So God leaves all of this uh, somewhat in a mystery. In Malachi, let me read what I just alluded to uh, in those scriptures. In Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 through 6, and I want to read the ESV, the English Standard Version here. He says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And so I, I read the ESV, is the, the King, New King James, which is one of my favorite reading uh, uh, Bible. It says, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. I think it's a little clearer in the ESV, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. It says, God is saying that there's coming a day I'm going to change some things around. John the Baptist fulfilled this because Jesus tells us uh, very, very clearly that 
Elijah. Now he's speaking, he says Elijah because the scripture that I just read in Malachi says Elijah's going to come. So Jesus is saying that John the Baptist is this Elijah. It's very important to know. Well, Pastor, as Pastor Bert would say, Pastor Don, why are you saying this? Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm saying this to bring some clarity. I'm going somewhere with this. That is that I believe we have entered into another day. I believe we have entered into a day of, as you might say, Elijah. I, I believe that. Now, the, the, when we enter into this period of time, it's like a period of time we've entered. And so what does Elijah do? Elijah is coming to restore all things. That is to bring some order. I do not believe he's bringing order to the world system. That is not what he's coming to do. He is coming to bring order in the house of God. Yeah. And, and John the Baptist came preaching and calling on God's people to repent, to repent. But he came at a time when leaders of God's people had strong, had a stronghold. That's not quite the way I want to say it. They had strong-armed, yes, they had strong-armed uh, uh, God's, God's uh, people or the religious system, the system of worship. They had strong-armed it, and violent men have taken control. I think that's what the scripture means when he says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And so they had strong, they had strong armed God's, God's system, God's, as it were, church, not church, but his people. And, um, and so here you find that Jesus is saying, John came preaching a, a message of repentance so they would come back to God. So they would stop doing what they were doing. But they, he says, I say to you in verse 13, Mark 9, 13, but I say to you that Elijah has also come, and they did to him whatever they wished as it is written of him. So what does that, that mean? That means that they did not accept that time. They did not accept God's message nor God's messenger. And I believe we've come to a time like that. Let, let us look at, let's look at Matthew chapter 11. It further explains. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. I believe I've got KJV, yes. New King James, New King James, I'm sorry, NKJV. Verse 12 says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. I think, we have, I think we have somewhat misappropriated that. If, I, if I'm wrong, God will, will deal with me and correct me. He'll know I did it in ignorance and not intentionally. But I don't believe I've, I'm wrong here. The violent take it by force. We have misused this in my view to, to make it look like that you and I have to violently attack things and just manhandle them and take them. I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see that as being a part of God's people. I don't see that. The, 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 the cowboy with the swagger who comes with his, his six-shooter on his hip and just ba-ba-ba-ba and, and just takes everything back and he's the, now the hero. I don't believe that because we walk in fear and trembling. We walk in weakness. 
depending on God. We are lambs. We are sheep. The Bible never says, I know some will disagree, and I can explain it. I don't think we are lions. I don't think the scripture says that. I do know that that uh, w- uh, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, I do know that. But he calls us sheep repeatedly. Sheep, we are his sheep. We're sheep, we're sheep. And uh, he is trying to, to show us and, and perhaps even inculcate into us, embed into us that particular nature. We, we want to be lions, and, you know, you know the, the righteous is bold as a lion. Yeah, they're bold as a lion, but they're sheep. And what, what, what just messes up the devil is that sheep will walk in the midst of lions and bulls and, and, what, and unafraid. That's what God wants us to display. He wants us to display that. Yeah, yeah, and so you and I are not to be like that. I think those brothers were well-meaning, but I believe they were wrong. And this is how uh, our leaders should be. No, no, we are, we are like Jesus. Jesus did not walk around like some lion. I know he was a lion of the tribe of Judah. That means he's kingly. That's his office. His nature is a lamb. His nature is a lamb. And and that should be our nature. And that that is what confounds the enemy. How can lambs do this? They're supposed to be lamb chopped for wolves and, and dogs and Wild dogs. They're supposed to be lamb chops. You put them on the grill, baby. But no, they're not. They're not. They're overcomers. Amen. Amen. And so he said, Jesus, now Jesus speaking, Jesus says to, to his, his audience, he says, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And he says to them, this is very important. And if you are willing to receive it, He is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He says, if you're willing to receive it, God the Father will terminate this whole thing. God will bring a completion to it. Jesus is saying, I am the Messiah. I am the one who is coming. John has paved the way for me. He has has preached to the people of God. And And John is Elijah who is to come. And I believe the cry of the Holy Spirit is saying that now to us. I believe in the midst of all the craziness that's going on, God is saying, calling his church back at a time when government and well-meaning, some of, some of them are well-meaning Christian leaders who are trying to bend the church away from our mission into secular things. I just feel like going all Pentecostal up here right now. Seriously. And so... This is what God is saying to us. I'm just touching the surface of my message. The kingdom has been subject to violence, and evil men were trying to take it by force, and some well-meaning, but others are evil men, and they are trying to take it by force. The religious leaders of Jesus' day forcefully were resisting the movement that was introduced by John. Herod, the Sanhedrin didn't receive him, and they were the leading body. Herod killed him. Rome was suspicious of him, but they weren't of the false people. And that's our day. This is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. Let me get to it. Since God called 
a priest along with Moses. Moses, Moses was priest too. But, but Aaron was this priest, high priest who performed those duties. And now we look down through many, many, many centuries and we find another priest is in a temple burning incense before God. And a child is to be born. And that child is born in the priestly line. And his mission is to do God's work by being the forerunner of Jesus. It's, it seems right to me. And it seems consistent that God would now bring priests now. And God can choose any one of us because we're all priests. It's not just somebody who stands behind this podium is a priest, but we're all priests. It looks like to me God is going to call a priest or maybe even now he might call a company of priests to declare the way of the Lord, to cry out to the church whether you believe it or not. The church is not what it should be. More concerned about their own personal interest than the interest of God. So God is calling someone to cry out to God's people. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places will be made straight, rough, smooth. That should be the cry of the church. Not how do I protect my own interests that are natural, that are carnal, that are secular. That's the cry of the church. I don't have time to go into this, but let me say, this is what God wants for you. This is what God wants for this generation. You and I are now, I believe, in some form, perhaps some individual Definitely, that individual could come from any one of us because we're all priests. God chose a descendant of Aaron through Abijah, through Zacharias. And so John wasn't just some guy who had a bad clothing designer going down there to the Jordan to baptize Jesus. He had a priest going down and baptized Jesus. And there was a priest calling on Israel to come back to her God. And I offer you today that God is raising up somebody. God is doing something among us right now. He's raising up somebody or maybe a great number of us with the same cry. We're living in an amazing day. Let us receive whatever Jesus has for us. I'll be back in a moment.